My name is Estefania Pifanio, and I'm here at the University of Oklahoma. Um, today's talk will be about disability in social media platforms and the good and bad of this. Um, so the population of social media users has increased and keeps increasing within just a couple of decades, um, whether it be for personal use, entertainment, professional use, or even educational use. Social media has garnered a reputation for the ability to be flexible in its purpose. And some of the most popular platforms include YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. And even beyond these, um, newer platforms are being developed. And these platforms can provide virtually anyone who has internet access the ability to connect with other people um, beyond their own confinements. Um and what makes this even more interesting is that people have become exposed to others that are not like them, who perhaps lead different lives, and who, without the presence of social media platforms, would be very unlikely to interact with each other in an organic setting. Um, in other instances, social media can also create virtual spaces where people who share similar who share similarities can um, congregate. Um, one example that depicts both of these sites is the disabled community. And while these realities can be a positive experience for this community, there can also be negative experiences whenever underlying ideals and norms play um, into the interactions on the social media platforms. Um, but to begin on a more positive note, social media has garnered headlines for bringing awareness to disability. And some of the praise is that thanks to social media, misconceptions about disability can be addressed and that barriers that have previously prevented disability education can be broken down. Um, in other instances, social platforms have also provided a virtual safe space where disabled individuals are able to feel free. Um, for example, a soccer park um, who is 17 years old and has autism describes her experience with social media um, almost as a lifeline where she can have a social life and have community involvement. Um, in contrast with the isolation that she describes in her real life, um, social media really seems to offer her a better quality of life, even if it is virtual. Um, but beyond this ability to improve upon a disabled person's social life, social platforms are also used to promote awareness of disabilities. Um, social platforms are increasingly considered to be legitimate sources for current information. And knowing this is easy to understand why people feel safe sharing their experience and expect a mostly positive experience. Um, even if this isn't the case, they're are at least still able to reach the eyes of people who have not previously been exposed to disability and its issues. Um, some people have actually devoted their, their time to the lifelong education of disabilities via popular social media platforms, and this can come in different shapes and forms. Um, for example, for example, um, Tiffany Yu created the Diversibility brand um, to increase the visibility of disabled people within and outside communities and achieve representation at all levels. 
Um, she did this at 12 years after she became disabled in a car accident with her family. Um, another example, um, another more popular method to bring awareness to disability has appeared through the YouTube platform where individuals can upload content for their own viewers or just whoever happens to click on the channel or the channel or or the video. And this content consists of vlogs um, where their everyday life is showcased, um, Q&As where viewers can ask questions to the creator, um, in general, just clips that depict their everyday realities of the individual. And some of these content creators have actually garnered the attention of thousands, um, some who are disabled and identify with the actual content and others who are just simply there as viewers. Um, one creator, uh, Molly Burke, has garnered almost 2 million subscribers on YouTube. And Molly Burke is a Canadian YouTuber who was diagnosed with retinous pigmentosum at a young age and is legally blind. Um, her YouTube channel, on her YouTube channel description, she introduces herself as a typical sushi and a makeup-loving millennial girl who just so happens to be blind. Um, this description is pretty in par with her actual content, which consists of videos about her everyday life and the realities of being blind. Um, although she is blind, she showcases her ability to live a normal and fun life with one of her most watched videos about blind skydiving. Um, some of her other popular videos also showcase her proving that she really is blind. For example, one of her videos is titled Top 5 Reasons Why People on YouTube Think I'm Blind. Oh, Think I'm Not Blind. Um, in the video, she answers some of the most common misconceptions that she often hears. Um, in the comment section of this video, um, there are actually some viewers who find it questionable why others would doubt her disability when, when they are not disabled and can't speak, can't speak on it. Um, some comment that it is narrow-minded to think that all blind people should act the same, and others, um mentioned that they too were questioning whether she was blind or not and these assumptions arise from unspoken rules or guidelines that blind people follow or are perceived to follow um this stereotyping about how a disabled person should behave or, or live um has been reinforced by social media in the past and even though disability disability awareness is increasing it does not completely rectify or get rid of stereotypes that have been pushed to the public. And this is obviously visible even in the comment section on a popular social platform. Um, this is a trope that continuously occurs throughout social platforms. And we will discuss this um, with another couple of examples. Um, another example of a figure who has devoted their lives to sharing their experience Via YouTube is Shane Burkaw and his wife, Hannah Burkaw. Their YouTube channel has amassed over 900,000 followers and over 190 million views to their channel. Um, the channel, Squirmy and Grubs, features the couple who share their everyday life, um, Q&As, etc. And what makes this couple peculiar, 
as described in their channel description, is that Shane was born with spinal muscular atrophy and has been wheelchair-bound since childhood. Um, although the channel does feature a broad amount of content, um, some of the most watched videos um, are about the couple's intimacy. For example, one of the most watched videos is called Intimacy and Disability, How We Make It Work, Q&A Part 1. In this video, they talk about misinformation and stigma around disability and intimacy, and they share their own experience. Um, some viewers who comment that they are disabled themselves mention that seeing the relationship that the couple has gives them hope to someday have a normal relationship. Um, other comments simply thank the couple, and other comments praise the ease at which the couple is able to talk about their intimacy and Although the couple has created the channel with the intentions to showcase their life and educate, it seems that at the same time they have kind of unofficially become spokespeople for the disabled and display, I guess, the most ideal relationship that a disabled person could have. Um, it seems that once again, a disabled person is praised for going above and beyond the norms of a disabled person. So why do creators who have displayed so why do these creators who have displayed their abilities not as a barrier that prevents them from a fulfilled life still receive comments that are tainted with underlying stereotypes? The truth is that negative stereotypes have existed even before social media platforms were created, and these stereotypes have bled into social media platforms. Um, as a matter of fact, YouTube is relatively new, um, having only been created in 2005, um, similarly, most popular social platforms have not been in the market for more than 20 years. Apart from this, it is only recently that social media has shifted towards creating a more positive, inclusive space. Um, before this, and even now, although not as openly, disability has been portrayed as other and as different, um, often not in, a, not in a positive way. So, what is normal? Um... Although normal can look different because of different cultures and, and different societies, a normal person who we will refer to as normal <clears throat> um, is a social figure through which people can present themselves as definitive human beings, although this tends to actual, actually not be a majority of society, but a small sliver of people per um, Garland Thompson. So in American society, this ideal normal person can um, often be depicted as someone who is male, white, educated, religious, and um, both mentally and physically abled. And although American society has certainly advanced, this ideal still remains at the core of society. So it remains no, to no surprise that when anyone who does not fit this ideal um, is treated as other, Again, even if not as openly. Um, this idea of a normate can be easily seen in some of the treatment that the other people receive, quote-unquote, on the other. Um, this treatment is not always a result of just disablement, but of other characteristics that have been deemed as different. Um, for example, black people are often likely to suffer statistically and disproportionately from disablement more than white people and this can be seen even when black people attempt to get di diagnosed and they often have to battle harder to get correct diag 
diagnosis in service. So, going back to the definition of the normate, the normate, um, one of the other aspects that makes someone enormous is the ability to be both mentally and physically abled. Um, and this happens to be almost the exact definition of being disabled. The ADA um, defines disability as a person who has a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities. So in some sense, the disabled person is almost automatically thought of as other. Um, at the same time that disability awareness increases on social media, comments that clearly have underlying tones of ableism are so prevalent. Um, for the YouTube couple, like mentioned before, um, Shane and Hannah Burka, it is evident that viewers tend to click on their videos that mention intimacy and disablement. And they work towards creating their, to educating their audience by sharing their own experience. Yet at the same time, some of the comments in their some of the comments in the comment section leave messages in the tone of disbelief. Um, perhaps the viewers are not consciously making stereotypical comments, but taking a closer inspection reveals that these comments do in fact reflect long-standing stereotypes. Um, one of these is that the disabled person is sexually abnormal. Um, of course, these presumptions have not only been expressed through social media, but have been have long been part of common themes in literature and art since ancient times. Um, for example, Barnes um, points at these stereotypes being prevalent in media from the Odyssey um, and movies such as The Hunchback of Notre Dame, with which Barnes states is the depiction of a disabled person as sex-starved and or sexually degenerate. Um, so it seems that people grew up with these stereotypes embedded into their life and unconsciously reflect these sentiments into their surroundings. Um, this suggests that disabled people are not really seen as a whole um, someone who can experience their relationships, love, and, int and intimacy to the same extent that a normal can. This being true, it is easy to see and understand why creators like Molly Burke and Shane Burkow have attracted viewers who are interested in their everyday intimate life. Curiosity about others and how they live is not inherently bad. Um, however, and at the end of the day, does bring about awareness. For example, some comments in the Intimacy and Disability, How We Make It Work video from Shane and Hannah's channel expressed that they learned much from the video and any doubts that they had about an interlabeled, interabled relationship genuinely being fulfilling were raised. Um, Hannah herself mentioned that one of her favorite things is when people who watch our videos change their mind. Um, going on to code that she recalled an individual who made ableist comments, but a couple short short weeks later left a comment saying that they realized how close-minded they had been. Um, this curiosity can also become positive when people can see genuine the genuine realities of a disabled person 
And in other forms of media, the disabled person is often a token character um, and is only there to provide the false feeling of diversity and inclusion. And this false feeling may occur because the disabled person does not always demonstrate genuine depictions of everyday realities and does not express the actual depth and complexity of of the person. Um, for example, um, in the TV show Glee, um, there has been much criticism. Sorry, it has been much criticized um, for using an able-bodied actor to play a disabled role, you know, in hopes of being diverse and inclusive. Not only that, but the character wishes to be abled and gives off the sentiment that being able-bodied is preferred and that the disabled person is fixing or is otherwise not completely whole. Um, another example of the unarmed is those who are unfit or clinical, clinically overweight or underweight. Um, although under the ADA, severe obesity is not considered an impairment in itself, it can be it can become a cause for impairment if it becomes severe enough. And social media platforms tend to showcase those who are obese or underweight in a negative spotlight. And unless they're actively working to change this, are seen far from a positive inspiration. In fact, some shows often showcase these individuals in a way that may bring about negative emotions or sympathy. Um, YouTube offers free episodes from TV shows like Skinny vs. Oversized or My Six My Six Hundred Pound Life, and these shows often operate under the impression that they will make a difference in the individual's life, while also showcasing them in a glamorized, although negative light. So why do these shows get so many views? Um, the answer is that the people who are shown in these shows do not depict the ideal person. Um. Going back to the norm of the American society, the norm is fit and healthy, which is exactly what the people are not. Um, this ideal can obviously be seen in the comment sections of the videos where people kind of express relief that they are not on the receiving end of the of the show. So... In conclusion, it would be true to say that social media is completely progressive. Um, but it would also be untrue to suggest that it has not played a role in disability awareness and inclusion. Um, what it does seem to do um, is provide a platform that can be used for good or bad. And what really matters is that people who engage in these platforms um, are willing to are willing to give exposure to those who are out of their inner circle and participate in educating themselves. Um, the power, however, is not always in the viewers or the content creators. It is also up to corporations who implement policies on these social media platforms who have the power to advocate for the unadvocated and provide exposure not only to those who have already been exposed, but to those who are enclosed in their personal bubble of similarities. And yeah, so it'll be it will definitely be interesting to see how social media and disability and awareness continues. 
um, within the next couple of years, especially as um, as social media becomes more more attempts to be more inclusive. Um, but that is something that we shall keep an eye on an eye out on.